You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost. Well, it's time to talk about a Canadian basketball team that made a huge acquisition in 2018. No, not the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. I'm talking about the St. John's Edge. The Canadian National Basketball League got its biggest name to date when the St. John's Edge signed Big Baby Davis. Yeah, that is NBA champion with the Boston Celtics, Glenn Davis. And that has made an exciting season for Stephen Marcus. Stephen Marcus is the associate head coach for the team. I spoke with him after shoot-around before their game against the Moncton Magic. Here's that conversation. Uh, Stephen, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. And uh, tell me first a bit about how you came to be a part of the uh, St. John Ed's coaching staff. Yeah, so um, I was at North Carolina State University in 2016-17 under uh, head coach Mark Gottfried, uh, one of our assistant coaches, director of basketball operations, uh, Jeff Dunlap, uh, got the job in St. John's in uh, September of 2017. I was working for Adidas at the time uh, with their client relations, NBA, WNBA client relations, and um, Dunlap called me and basically said, hey, I've got an opportunity up in St. John's, Newfoundland. You know, would you want to come up and be my assistant coach? Um, you know, at the time, didn't really know what I wanted to do, didn't really know if I, um, you know, could do it feasibly. Um, but after talking to Dunlap and talking to some people around the league and, and kind of getting a feel of what they had going in St. John's, I thought it was a no-brainer. and. Um, I've been here ever since. Had you ever been to uh, Atlantic Canada before? Yeah, the, um, I had actually. So I had a, a good buddy of mine got married in Halifax a couple of years prior. So I'd just been to Halifax. Um, I obviously, a couple of the guys I worked for with the Red Claw, Scott Morrison and Jeff Morrison, were from PEI and they raved about, you know, Atlantic Canada. But only thing I knew about Newfoundland, Newfoundland and Labrador was the dog. So I had no, uh, no idea about anything about. You know, St. John's, um, I originally Googled it, and I got St. John, New Brunswick. So I was like, oh, it's you know, not, not that far of a drive, and then went a little bit farther east, and, and here we are. At least you didn't uh, do one of those classic moves where you get a plane ticket to uh, St. John. Yeah, so funny, funny story about that. My cousin actually came up and visited me in December, and he booked, uh, he booked the wrong ticket to St. John, New Brunswick. So um, he was in for about $1,000 of flights just because he goofed up on the, on the flight. But, yeah, gave him a hard time about that. And what's it been like living in St. John's? I love it, man. It's great. It's a lot like, I'm from Boston, uh, so it's a lot like Boston in the sense of um, small, you know, it's a small city, right on the water, great food, great restaurants, night, you know, bar life and nightlife is fun. Um, the people are just super, super sweet, super nice people, almost to the point where you think it's like fake or it's too nice. Um, but, um, no, I love it. I love living in St. John's. You know, when they offered me the job back again, I couldn't have said yes fast enough, so... Um, everything was good. Awesome. And uh, as you said, you worked a little bit uh, in the G League with the main Red Claws. What was that experience like? It was great. You know, fresh out of college. Uh, graduated from college in 2014 from St. Bonaventure University. Um, and when I, during my summers, I worked for uh, an AAU program, a travel basketball program called the New England Players. And uh, Danny Ainge's son, Crew, his youngest son, Crew Ainge, played for us. So I got close with the Ainge family, close with the crew, close with Austin Ainge. And when I graduated, Austin offered me a position, you know, within the Celtics organization, with the G League team or D League at the time, 
uh, the main Red Claws. So spent two seasons as the assistant director of basketball operations um, you know, with the Red Claws. Uh, won a ton of games, had a lot of fun, you know, was able to kind of get the taste of the NBA uh, from the outside looking in, but uh, thoroughly enjoyed my time in, in Maine. What was your uh, role with the team there? Uh, a lot of different stuff. I mean, anything from, um, you know, driving players from practice to and from practice to and from games um, to you know, help put together scouting reports to uh, help with transaction moves, um, you know, keeping an eye on the waiver wire, um, you know, down to doing the laundry after the game and folding towels and, you know, preparing the locker room and things like that. You know, in the G League, you know, staffs aren't very big. You have, you know, five or six guys to do it all. So you have to kind of be a Swiss Army knife and, and be prepared to do whatever the you know, staff or coach asks you to do. We had a great staff in Maine, stay in touch to this day in a, you know, in a group text that we have. Um, you know, so I was fortunate enough to learn from those guys and, and get a taste of the NBA, but um, had, a, had a great two years in Maine. Well, okay, so Scott told me that he did have to do some laundry, so I'm glad he didn't have to do it by himself. Yeah, no, no. When, when Scott was the head coach, he, he, he definitely had to do laundry the year before, but when he was the head coach, he didn't, uh, he didn't do laundry. Um, that was for, for his, his cousin Jeff, myself, and another guy, Ryan Thompson, you know, Sean Fine, who's now with the Brooklyn Nets. Everybody kind of you know, chipped in with laundry, so um, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Good stuff. And uh, now you're uh, working in the NBL. Tell me a bit about how those leagues kind of compare. Obviously, there's some differences, but there's got to be some similarities yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. I think the, the biggest difference would be, you know, um, the G League is, uh, you know, the minor league of the NBA. Um, you know, we have an ECHL team in St. John's, which is, you know, the minor league of the AHL, which is the minor league of the NHL. Um, so I think at times, um, you know, that's where we differ. We don't have an affiliation with anybody. We're our own you know, own basketball club. Um, but, I mean, the basketball is kind of the same. I mean, there's really, really good guard play in the National Basketball League of Canada. There's really, really good guard play in the G League. I think the biggest difference would be the bigs in this league. Um, you know, our, the bigs in, in this league, you know, aren't necessarily very good uh, compared to leagues around the world. Um, I mean, if you're seven feet tall, can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time, you're going to get a professional basketball job. So, I think at times it's tough, you know, weeding through that and finding good guys, and especially good character guys, um, which we, you know, we did in St. John's. And but no, the, the leagues definitely have a similarity where it's, you know, small arenas, you know, small, quote unquote, minor league basketball feel. Um, but I think just the biggest difference would be the NBA affiliations, um, and then you know the the post play would be would be something else as well. Uh, you mentioned finding quality guys. How important is that for a team like this? I mean, you're, you're on an 11-day road trip. You're not in, like, a, a big city like Boston. How important is that? It's huge, man. Like, that was our – when Doug got the job in August or July, whenever it was, I forget now. It's been so long. But um, that was, like, one of our number one things on our hit list was, you know, we're going to go recruit guys. We want them to be high-quality character guys. I mean, especially in a city like St. John's, which has embraced us so well and we do so much in the community. You know, God forbid, we don't want anybody to get in trouble, you know, with the law or, or do anything to represent the organization in a bad light. So, um, you know, I think it's it's huge for us, and, and we've, you know, we said no to some really good players who, um, you know, we just didn't think their their character was up to what we wanted, uh, and we weren't going to sacrifice our culture and, and our brand for you know for just good basketball players. So, we had to go out and find the 12 best players we could that had, um, you know great qualities to them outside of basketball.
Now, uh, the NBL, sort of like the G League, for a lot of players, it's not their final goal, right? It's not where they're, they hope to be uh, when they started their career. How do you kind of make sure players still buy in with the, the system? Yeah, I think what we've kind of said is, you know, obviously we want to win a championship this year. Um, and what we've told them is, um, you know, if you win a championship here in St. John's, this will always be a plan B for you. You know, a guy like Desmond Lee, who's been playing so well for us, you know, probably in the top you know, five or seven for the MVP votes. Um, and we told them, Des, you know, win a championship here this year and, and you're going to have a plethora of options next year. Um, and then if those options don't work out, you're always going to have plan B in St. John's. Um, you know, so we've kind of sold them on the idea of come in, buy in. Your role is going to be a little different than it'd be in, you know, a, a, a lesser team in this league. Um, but I think that's, you know, been the, the biggest thing is our culture and, and our buy-in has been great one through 12. And uh, I understand when you were working with the G League, you know, you had some guys called up to NBA positions. Uh, I believe you even worked with a Canadian, Andrew Nicholson, at yeah, St. Bonaventure. Yeah, yeah. How important is uh, uh, player development for you? It's huge, man. I think um, it's one of the things I've tried to improve myself on since, you know, I got into professional basketball. Um, you know, I've always kind of drifted towards the operations roles, the video roles. Um, but I'm improving every day in, in that. You know, our head coach, Doug Plum, is unbelievable on court. He does a great job with our player development. Um, you know, he takes the guards, I, takes the, I take the bigs. Um, but it's just something, you know, you see a guy, like when I was in Maine, um, you know, a guy like Tim Frazier who comes in and he's, you know, no one really knows who he is, and, you know, now he's the backup point guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. You see a guy like uh, Malcolm Miller who, you know, same thing, you know, playing with the Raptors 905 and was with us with, with the Red Claws and, you know, broke his collarbone. But before he broke his collarbone was going to be a guy who was going to get called up. So just every day it's just seeing those guys, you know, develop and get better and and, um, and realize their dream of making the NBA. That's the that's the coolest thing. So, Is that the, the case for a lot of these guys who are, are coming to these teams? Are they, they looking for to really just – find ways to improve their game here yeah i think i think for us especially we've preached that to all the guys we've gone out and gone and, and tried to recruit is um you know come in and and like i keep on saying buy into our culture and um you know you'll you'll be able to go somewhere else you know obviously with with carl and carl's connections overseas and glenn's connections around the world uh, you know glenn said in the locker room the other night um you know, I don't have to be here, but I want to be here because there's no better feeling than game day. There's no better feeling than a winning locker room. And at the end of the day, I want to get you guys jobs somewhere else. You know, this this isn't a get rich league by any means. You know, guys are making a ton of money, but use this to, you know, trampoline and, and go find something else, you know, where you can double your money next year if you play well here. So that's kind of our ultimate goal here in St. John's outside of winning a championship has been to get these guys, um, you know, more money and contracts, you know, somewhere else. You've got you've had quite a few uh, Canadian connections over your years. Andrew Nicholson, Scott Morrison, you're uh, you're hitting the big names there. Yeah, I know Drew. <laughs> Drew and I were roommates at St. Bonaventure. Um, no, so I, I text with him, you know, every other week or so or so, keeping up with him. He's in um, he's in China right now. Um, and then I, you know, Scott and Jeff, those guys with with um, you know with the Red Claws, and just my connections in Toronto. You know, know some other guys. You know, Jamie McNeely of Virginia Tech, Jerome Robinson who's at St. Bonaventure, he's at New Mexico now. Um, you know, just, just guys like that all around the country. Basketball's a small small brotherhood and, um, you know, a few texts away from, from knowing basically everybody. So, Now you guys uh, had a major acquisition this year. Uh, I think one of the biggest acquisitions in the league history, getting Glenn Davis. Uh, tell me a bit about how that came about. Um, well, start at the start of the year, our bigs uh, just weren't good enough to win a championship. 
Um, you know, I had talked with Glenn's agent at the time uh, throughout the summer about some other guys, and he kept on bringing the name up. And I'm just like, no, you know, I, not right now, not right now. Um, and then Doug finally texted me after, and you know, we started the year one and five. So after that fifth loss at, um, where were we? Uh, in Halifax, we got beat, you know, at the buzzer. Um, our bigs didn't play well, and he basically said, you know, the time's now, let's go get another big. Uh, I said, all right, well, Glenn Davis is on the table. Do you want me to pursue it? And he said, yeah, you know, let's, let's go down that alley. So, you know, pursued it. Took about two weeks for everything to, to get finalized, the numbers, um, you know, getting him into the country. Um, and, and since he's been here, man, he's been great. You know, he's a great locker room guy. He could have come in and been a prima donna. Um, and been big and been, you know, I'm the NBA this, I'm NBA that, and he's been the complete opposite. You know, he, he drives guys, you know, buys dinners for guys. Like, he's just been a great, you know, great teammate for, for all of our guys, you know, not just the better players, but 1 through 12. So he's been everything we could have asked for and more. You mentioned you were a bit uh, unsure about bringing him in at first. Was, was it because that you were worried maybe that there'd be some of that NBA, on the NBA guy sort of thing? No, it wasn't that. It was just we liked our two guys that we had at the time. Um, you know, they were they were good pieces, um, but at the end of the day, they just weren't good enough for us to win a championship. So we kind of went to ownership and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to go all in on this thing, or are you going to back us?" And they said, "100%. Whatever you guys need, we'll do." Um, so you know, worked on everything out, got everything ironed out. Um, you know, for Glenn and his his camp, and um, when he got here, worked himself into better shape. And you know, now he, we talked to him the other day, and he's like, "I got to get down about 20 or 25 more pounds." And he said, "Nobody in this league is going to be able to guard me." So um, he's been great, but no, it was just at the time, just we liked our pieces, but um, things change in this league fast. So, what was the the pitch to him to to come to St. John's, a place he probably had never been to before? Yeah, no, he he. It was basically just you know come and and play basketball again, go out on your own terms. You know, when he left the NBA, um, he had a foot injury and didn't really want to uh, didn't really want to leave. Um, you know, didn't want to leave on his own terms. So, um, you know, he he was playing in the Big Three last year, and he wants to get in better shape for the Big Three, and said, you know, I'm gonna. Why not play basketball and, and play the game I love? And um, it's not about the money anymore. It's about being around, you know, good culture and a good team and, and, and a good strength and conditioning staff and a good coaching staff and a great medical staff. And um, we pitched that to him. And when he came up here, he fell in love with St. John's. So what's the, what's the fan reception been like for that? Oh, man, it's great. I mean, the first night when we played PEI at home, he, um, you know, we weren't going to play him. We were just going to you know, bring him along slowly. And he uh, he said um, late in the game he was like let's uh, you know l- let me get in there and help us win the game so he was he's been great the fans love him he's a big personality but um, no, he's been great. Do you think uh, an acquisition like that might draw more maybe big names to play in the NBL? That's the goal, man. I mean, obviously you want you want people to come in this league and play for this league, especially Canadians, right? And a guy like Carl English playing, but. Um, you know, you want the Canadians to stay home. Um, you know, that's what Doug's always said. I preach about, you know, he preaches about having the best Canadian talent stay. And obviously you're not going to get, you know, the guys who put the, you know, Jamal Murray's or, or even the Brady Heslips or stuff like that, you know, guys who play overseas. Um, but you can get that second-tier talent, guys in the back end of their career. Um, you know, look at a guy like Olu Ashley, who we just signed, who, you know, is making great money overseas but wanted to come play with his childhood best friend and junior Cadogan. Um, you know, a guy looked growing up, looked looking up to in Carl English, and 
um, you know, he basically said, you know, I'm here to, to help win a championship and um, I'm going to do anything I can. And he's a, you know, a big Canadian signing for us too. So that's the goal. Yeah. Is to try to get the best players in the league. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we can, we're all, we're, we're doing all we can to, to better the talent pool. For Canadian basketball fans who are listening, who maybe haven't gone to an NBL game, maybe they're skeptical. What, what's your pitch to them on why this is a, a great game to come watch? I think at times these guys go to some of these, you know, sketchy countries, right? You're, you're in these different countries in Europe and at times it's, you know, the food's different, the culture's different, the language is different, the time difference is different. You can come here and play and you can, you know, walk down the street and you get Domino's pizza or, you know, get Subway or, um, you know, you can, you can eat at a Jack Astor's or a Boston pizza. Um, they speak the same language. You're getting paid in your currency. You know the money's always going to be on time. So I think that's, you know, our biggest selling pitch to these guys is come stay in North America. Um, you know, you're not have to go far away. You're just literally a two or three hour flight away from anywhere, really. Um, so why not, uh, you know, why not come and, and play in your you know, native country or even North America? So. And what's the draw for, for maybe the fans who haven't come out to see the games yet? It's good basketball. It's cheap. It's, it's good basketball. Um, you're right up close and personal with, you know, the players. Um, they're energetic. They're, they're high, um, blank on the word, but they're, you know, they're, they're charismatic. They're, um, you can see the sweat coming off their arms. You know, it's different than hockey where you're covered in masks and covered in, um, you know, pads and things like that. So I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, come out, see the guys, look at the guys, touch the guys, feel it, you know what I mean? So um, I think that's the biggest draw for us in St. John's is, is the you know, familiarity with players and the comfortability with players and the, um, you know, just being so up close and personal that you can actually, you know, meet them after the games and get autographs and things like that. So, you know, why not? If nothing else to do on a Tuesday night in Moncton, come watch us play. And as you mentioned, we're recording this on a Tuesday. You're playing your biggest competition, Moncton. Uh, and you guys are going for the championship. What do you think it's going to take uh, through the rest of the year to get you guys ready for that? I just think we got to stop making these little mental lapses, right? Like these little, um, you know, minor mistakes with the scouting report and errors like that. Um, you know, I think that's at times we beat ourselves. Um, nothing against any of the other teams in the league, but with the talent that we have on our roster, there's no reason we shouldn't, you know, be able to come out and, and, and play well and win if we can execute the scout and execute the scouting report and. Um, you know, not make these little mental mistakes. I don't, that's what's going to take us from, you know, winning these games by five, six, seven points to 15, 20, blowing, start blowing teams out. So that's the goal. And uh, as you mentioned, St. John's is really uh, buying in. The city is really buying into you guys. What would it be like in that city to, uh, if you guys won? Man, it would, I don't even want to think about it because it'd be so, it'd be so much fun. I, I, I catch myself dreaming at times, but then I realize we're still a long ways away from that. But it would be. Uh, it would be amazing. It'd be amazing. It'd be something to write home about for a guy like Carl to end his career with a championship. Um, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be cool. It'd be really cool. Awesome. Well, Stephen, I, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Keep up the great work. That was Stephen Marcus, associate head coach for the St. John's Edge. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review for the podcast. It's always appreciated, and it makes sure more people get to see the podcast, or I guess hear the podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you certainly may. You can send an email to canadascourtpodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this episode of Canada's Court. Thanks for listening.